0: Okay. Okay. Good morning. We are here today on the Flower Power Podcast with Dana Dimitroff from Spill the Dirt Flower Truck Company in Ontario, Canada. And I definitely like to interview interesting people on this podcast. And I haven't met Dana before today, but I could just tell from her social media that she was a very interesting person, very passionate about what she does. And an awesome inspiring person to have on the show today so I can't wait for all of us to learn more about flower farming from Dana so Dana welcome to the flower power podcast hi Hi. thanks for having me oh we're so happy to have you so when did you start growing flowers have you been doing this for a,
1: a while I just finished my second season, actually. I started my business three years ago with no intention of actually growing flowers. So I was living in the city with my husband and started my business. I have a 59 GMC flower truck. And the first year, I I actually, there was a bit of a hiccup with the truck. So I pivoted and was doing um, flower deliveries. Um, I was purchasing everything, all my flowers through wholesale. Um, And then my husband and I actually found a property, the one that we're currently at, um, about 30 to 45 minutes from where we're living in the city. Um, We moved out here two years ago, and then we're on about two acres. And I kind of looked around and was like, I have a whole bunch of property. Like, why am I not growing my flowers? So that was in about February, two months after we moved here. And it was a little bit late. Like I know I've never even grown a sunflower before. So I decided that I was going to keep it small. We built six beds, six raised beds. I planted zinnias, sunflowers, some dahlias and straw flower. I kept it very small. And that year I was successful in what I grew, but I still was bringing in quite a bit of supplementing my flowers and still buying wholesale. That was my first year. And then this last year we put in, I think it was up to about 24 raised beds, And that's when I kind of jumped in headfirst that previous winter, I kind of just dove headfirst and I was listening to all the podcasts, reading all the books, Facebook, and just kind of learned everything that I could. This last year was kind of like, I would say my first major season of figuring everything out and growing everything I could.
0: It must be nice to be where you are now. And now you know. Before you probably made a lot of mistakes, like Mm -hmm. I am, and probably other people very new to gardening, but now you're an expert and you know Mm. what you're doing. You still make- I don't know if I'm an expert. expert.
1: (laughs) I still feel very new, but I definitely feel like now after the second season that I'm kind of I'm confident in growing a lot more. But yeah, so this is my I would say my third year in business, but second Year with growing, and then now you have
0: clients and customers come to your property to pick. Mm-hmm.
1: Some- I dabbled in it a little bit this year, so my flower truck is mobile, so I do pop-ups with that. I kind of head into I'm in between a few different cities where I am now, but because I started my business, so Kitchener Waterloo Cambridge is kind of where I started. So that's where a lot of my clients and customers are. So that's where I mainly travel with my truck. Mm -hmm. So that is a main source of income with my pop-ups with my flowers that I grow. So I can kind of put everything on the truck and head into the towns. And I do my pop-ups on Saturdays with the truck, which is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, It's obviously a great source of advertising when I'm traveling. And my pretty pink truck with the flowers in the back. And then also with the flower farm now, I have this year decided I did some workshops. I did some workshops slash you picks, that kind of thing. And then I, I built a farm stand, my flower stand at the end of my driveway. And I'm just kind of getting the word out for all my, the local people in the town that we're in now that we're here and we're growing flowers and it has gone over really well. So the workshops have been really great that next year I'm going to be doing just straight you picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just kind of trying to add some really fun experience flower experiences for people I like to call them the the people tired of the grocery store experience and just kind of providing like a whole a whole new experience for people that want to
0: because you know flowers. one of your most beautiful flowers ri- flower varieties is the dahlia mm-hmm. and you cannot mm-hmm. them at the grocery store and when I've sold them before buying them from local flower farmers People, when they see them, don't even know what flower. I, I've gotten so many questions about what kind of flower is mm-hmm. that. So it's really ne- neat for people to be able to go and, and see flowers they've never seen and learn what they are from you.
1: And for see. sure. And they're gorgeous. Dolly Dahlia's especially, they're absolutely stunning. They come in hundreds, if not thousands of varieties. You can grow them from seed and come up with your own varieties. And like you said, there's so many different varieties of flowers that don't transport well. So you won't see some of the varieties that you can find at local farms, at the wholesaler or at the grocery stores, because they just don't travel nice. Like sweet peas are another one that they just don't package well. They don't transport well. And dahlias, you might see some, um, but like you said, there's definitely some varieties that just you're only going to find the best of the best at your local flower farm.
0: And then tell us about flower yoga. Are you a yoga instructor? What is flower yoga? You go and sit in the field and <laughs> and then do yoga?
1: Yes, this is exactly. So I actually, I connected with a, a yoga instructor and we collaborated and she came and taught just a one hour yoga class in the flower fields. Everyone set up their flower mat and amongst the flowers and then once we were done the class, everyone got a mason jar and they got to go pick a mason jar full of flowers at the end of the yoga class. So we called it flower yoga. I love so that. It's a really, it was a really fun kind of workshop slash you pick that we did. That's a great idea.
0: What is your favorite place to put flowers in your house?
1: Ooh, I would definitely say the bathroom. And I don't think it's one of the common places to have flowers, but I don't know. I think when I'm getting ready in the morning or first wake up and you go in there, and even if it's just like a small bud vase with a couple of stems in there, it just brightens my day to have the flowers in the bathroom.
0: And then in your guest bathroom also, do you have something? Or is it mostly um,
1: your own main bathroom? Sometimes mostly just like mine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm like, yeah, I think sometimes like if I have like a, an abundance of extra flowers. I'll put some in the guest bathroom and then some of mine in mine in the kitchen as well. But I definitely think the the number one place I like to have flowers is in my, in the ensuite.
0: suite. Dana, I did want to ask how many flower tattoos do you have? Because I'm going to be inspired to get at least one after I hear this number.
1: <laughs> so I can't count the number anymore. It's more, it's hours. So I have over a hundred hours. I would say about 90% of them are floral. I have peonies, roses, sunflowers, lilacs, lavender, dahlias, queen Anne's lace, and then a whole bunch of little critters like butterflies. I have a little mouse, uh hummingbird, bumblebees. I guess you could say a little bit of an addiction. <laughs> I have a garden. <laughs> it's amazing
0: how these things become very addicting, don't they?
1: That was before I started. So I guess you could say it's fate.
0: <laughs> that was those were before you started. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Mm-hmm. As, I, as I became a florist, I realized how many floral print things I have, you know, so I've been drawn to it, but I've just never thought of it as something I would do as a career. So it's funny how, you know, you love yeah. something that ends up being what you end up doing when you grow up. Yeah, so I really wish I lived up there because I would be at your yoga classes. I was hoping (laughs) and learning from you, but thank you so much for coming on and teaching us today about starting a business in the flower farming world. And we wish you lots of luck. We can't wait to follow you and follow your journey in this next year. So be sure to follow Dana and spill the dirt flower on Instagram. Is there anything that is going on that you, like what's going on in terms of anything coming up with subscriptions or flower you picks.
1: So in the spring, I was doing it actually for Christmas. I sold my U-Pick tickets. It's called Not Your Grandma's Flowers for spring. my spring flower U-Pick. So it'll be like the first flowers blooming in the spring. I have tulips, daffodils, anemones, and ranunculus planted. And I'm hoping for probably a bloom date of April, May when I'm selling tickets that you can gift. I did a whole bunch for Christmas and now I'm promoting them again for Valentine's Day. So it's kind of the perfect gift to go either on their own or paired with a bouquet. So it'd be the perfect gift for your Valentine. And you can purchase them on my website at uh, Uh, www.spillthedirtflowertruck.ca. I love that.
0: So not your grandma's flowers. Those all sound like beautiful varieties. (laughs) Thank you so much, Dana, for joining us today. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.